Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Yo, what up? This is LL Cool J. Hey, y'all, this is Alicia Keys. Your variety hits. This, this, this is 87.1 Caroline Radio. You are listening to 87.1 Caroline Radio. KCGN Bakersfield, your home for all your variety hits, just like the Aaron's Opinion Podcast. Welcome back, listeners from around the world. Or how are you doing? I'm doing okay this evening, and I'm really looking forward to tonight's episode of Aaron's Opinion because we're joined by someone from Scotland. <clears throat> I have never had a guest from Scotland before, and I'm so glad you came. His name is Connor Johnston. Connor, welcome to Aaron's Opinion. Um, I saw a lot of videos that you've posted to YouTube, so why don't you get into it by telling our guests a little bit about who you are, why you got into YouTube, and what you would like the world to know about you. Go right ahead, and I'll interject as we walk through. Okay, so as you've said, my name is Connor. I am from Scotland. I am 27 years old, and I live with low vision. Um, I was born three months premature, um, which then led to me having ROP, um, retinopathy or prematurity. Um, yeah, so then when I was about the age of three, four, um, maybe five, when I started school, um, the kind of teachers kind of uh, recognised that I was kind of struggling to see the, the kind of like blackboard, whiteboard. And um, so that kind of led to me to go on to, let's like, see, an optician. And I was then told that I am severely myopic um, and also have astigmatism. Um, so I started obviously like, to wear glasses and all that kind of stuff. Um, and over the kind of last well, 20 odd years of my life, you know, when my eyesight has gradually like, got worse and worse to the point now where I am obviously like visually impaired, you know, um, which does kind of obviously, it's, it's, not, it's not great, you know, but I still get about and I can still like manage my day to day life and whatever, but I'll go into more detail shortly. Um, but yeah, that's just a kind of wee bit about my conditions as well. And um, yeah, just a wee kind of bit about me. All right. Well, l- listeners, for you at home, uh, you you may already know this information, but it never hurts, hurts for me to repeat this in case you're a new listener on Caroline Radio that my name's Aaron Richmond. I'm sending sending you this episode from an undisclosed location in the world. Um, And basically, yeah, my story is that I'm blind, like you, Connor. And I was born blind uh, with glaucoma. Um, And my day job is I'm a teacher. I work for Company X, is what I call it. Uh, And basically, I teach English as a second language online. And when I'm not doing that, 
I'm a podcaster and now basically on this radio station. And I do this uh, to educate the world about the critical issues in the blindness community because I feel that there, there are many great podcasts for blind people, but I, I have felt over the years that some of those podcasts are simply not approachable, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and this, is, this is my opinion, that in my opinion, a lot of the podcasts around the community and around the world are not, are, are not really sending me as a listener a friendly vibe, a vibe mm-hmm. of kindness, understanding, and education where you can just walk up to Aaron's opinion and say, hey, Aaron, can I come over to your show tonight and have a conversation? And, and 99% of the time, I'm going to say yes, of course you can, because I want the world to hear as many interesting stories from all over the world as possible. So, um, you know, um, what were some uh, interesting things or some, some things that happened to you while you were growing up, maybe as a teenager and getting into the age of uni and things like that, that uh, would maybe be interesting to blind people or blind listeners or that my blind audience would be able to relate to. What do, what do you think about that? Okay, yeah, so mm-hmm. growing up at school and all that kind of stuff, as I mentioned, like it was really difficult for me to like see the boards. So I had to sit right at the front of the class right. so that I could like be able to see the writing on the board, you know, which Good. wasn't like not great, you know, but it was what it was and whatever. And also going through school because I also do wear glasses, you know. Um mm-hmm. me too. Due, yeah, due to the myopia and astigmatism kind of thing. Um but I have a really high prescription, you know, I'm like a minus minus thirteen and a minus ten. Now, Arthur, um, now, did you now, now, Connor? Did you say that you have a very specific prescription for your glasses? Is that it? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Me. Me too. Me too, man. Because I I wear bifocals. Um. It, it's it's a bit of an interesting story with my eyes too. My eyes. Um. I've had seven different cornea transplants. All of them were done when I was a a infant or a small child. And now I am twenty eight years old. They were done in the 90s. Um, and now my basically my corneas are really too thin to be operated on, which is why I take perfect care uh, of, of my eyes. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, certain, certain glasses and certain prescriptions for lenses can be very strange, yeah. um, especially too with the technology, how the technology for fiber optics and glasses and, and um, optometry has yep. really improved in in our lives, yeah. Um, yep. And so, so by the way, for our for our American listeners, um, you you have a beautiful accent. By the way, I love hearing I love hearing Scottish people. Oh, I love you. hearing <laughs> I love hearing Scottish people talk. Love thank that. You. I love that. It's, it's such a beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful English. Um, so, but some of our american listeners have never been to the uk yeah so let me just tell you that what what he said was was that when when he was when connor was growing up he had a difficulty in seeing the chalkboard at his school and the teachers noticed that okay because my friend not not everybody is is um accustomed to that yeah. be- to that beautiful way that you the, the the scottish english i love that accent love it it's a really cool way to talk but a lot of people 
Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that is that is good. That is good. So, um, all right. Well, then, so then you graduated from high school, and you know, then, uh, then, then what happened? Did you? Uh, what did you study in in uni, and how did you go about, you know, managing that? Um, well, after I left school, um, I went to college mm-hmm. and I studied administration. Good. Um, but again, that had a kind of that had quite a lot of challenges as well due to my low vision and using the computer. You know, it was quite difficult, like to see the mouse on the screen. Um, sometimes it was quite difficult to just like use the computer. You know. Um, mm. Now, and you know, and Connor, what what year? Uh, was this going on where you were having these difficulties? This was in 2009. Um, so it was about 10, 11 years ago. Yeah, because, you know, I'm on my iMac right now recording this episode for you. And mm. I found that the Apple technology... I found... Uh, that the Apple technology has greatly improved over the years Mm -hmm. uh, to a point where I'm able to basically do my work, do my podcast with almost, you know, almost uh, no, no true, not a lot of difficulty, but I do recall that back in 2009 technology was not certainly not what it is today. Yeah. 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 Also for me, um, I use uh, windows Mm-hmm. And I have to have it in like a high contrast, you know, um, to be able to see um, the actual screen. Okay, right. Um, otherwise, I just I won't be able to see see anything on the screen. It has to be on that black background with the white text. Mm, got you, got you. So you need to use um, a really good contrast between uh-huh. the black. You know, it, it's it, Connor. You you you'll understand this because you're blind like me. But a lot of sighted people think it's really weird when I say this. <clears throat> I have vision. I'm able to see things, but I also don't worry about it. Like, uh, l- 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 let me give you an example. Something I I always find to be I always think it's the strangest thing. At the hospital in my country, wherever that is, where I go to. There is a room in the hospital, or an office, really, called a low vision center. And at this low vision center, you can learn about technology and magnifiers and all these things that can, you know, sub- that can help people to see better. Mm-hmm. And I always ask, you know, my parents, I always ask them, well, w- what's the point? You know, if you're already blind, right, and we, we can't see... There's nothing wrong with being blind. So why why have they invented all this extra technology to try to help blind people to to, to to see things better? I don't know. I always think it's I always think it's kind of a waste of time, you know. But I mean, when when I'm as a blind person, I just don't care about that type of thing. It's of no, it it just doesn't hold my interest at all. But do you do do you have any opinions about that? Well, yeah, because although it might not matter to you. Obviously, people out there who are visually impaired um, want to see better, you know. So um, those aids and technology and that that can help you see that wee bit better, you know, is obviously useful to them because 
because I, I can understand myself. Like, I would love to be able to to see better, you know. And if I had access to those sort of like tools and like magnifiers or whatever, then that obviously helps you see that wee bit better, you know. Um, hmm. Cool, cool. So I guess other blind people in the... I don't know, this would be a good question for you at home. Do you like to use magnifiers to see things better if you cannot see them well enough? I don't know. Me, I I just... I don't know. I just don't spend the energy with it, but I... No, I, I guess, I'm the same. No, I, I don't actually use anything like that myself. Um, right, right, right. I don't know. To me, it's to me, it's kind of too much trouble when I'm already blind and yeah. already used to being blind. You yeah. know, it's. But I, I guess though, for people who are recently, uh, recently, maybe someone who became blind as an older adult, Connor, I did an episode a few weeks ago, and I, I don't know if you've been following our show, but I did an episode a few weeks ago where I spoke with a retired correctional officer who worked in a prison in my country. Mm-hmm. That was quite an episode. And he was, he's an adult who lost his vision later on in life. And he was telling us how difficult that is. And that it is really unimaginably challenging to become blind as an older adult. It's really, really bizarre for people. So, yeah. Well, okay. So back to administration. You, were, you studied administration, had some difficulties, and then what? Um, yeah, so after I graduated from college, um, I left with a, a higher diploma, which is... Um, what does that mean? A higher diploma, it's... Um, how can I explain it to you? It's quite an advanced level of education, you know. Um don't really know how else to describe it to you, but it is quite a high level of um, qualification. Mm-hmm. Um, so after I left college, I tried to obviously like gain gain employment, like doing admin ad, admin roles, all that kind of stuff. But um, that never really really came to very much. Um, so then I kind of went into kind of social care background, and you know, like helping others and that. And I now work. Um, for people that are blind, um, ironically, I support people that are profoundly blind, um, one hundred percent blind. Um, you know, so it's it is good because obviously I can I can empathise with them, you know, to some degree because I have issues my own, like of of my own, um. So yeah, it kind of led to a totally different career path, but um, it's really good. Well, that's really that's really cool. That's great. Yeah, I mean, for me, I studied international relations at my university, whatever that might be. I did live in the UK for three months, by the way. I lived in England, mm. um, and I lived at the University of East Anglia. It's a just a wonderful place. Wonderful place to study. Wonderful place to be. Mm-hmm. Have you have you been to Norwich? No, I haven't actually. Um, getting oh, up to Scotland. Go, no, I know you're living in Scotland, but you got to yeah. go down. You got to go down to Norwich. I mean, it's it's yeah. a really it really is worth. It's a wonder. It's just a wonderful place to go. Mm. So much to do. Beautiful. Um, people are so kind. Really accommodating of blind people. Really understanding. 
university is great. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and so are you from, are you from Glasgow, uh, Edinburgh? What, what part of Scotland? Yeah. Um, I'm not far from Glasgow. Okay, fine. Right. Yep. And what can you tell our listeners about Glasgow? I've never been there. What can you tell us about that? Um, <laughs> not very much, to be fair. Um, it's a big city. It's... Well, well, I mean, the good news is I've never been, so anything you say, I'm going to believe. So if you don't know yeah. what to say, just make something up. <laughs> There's not really much to tell about it, to be fair. It's okay. a big city. It's got a lot of tourists, a lot of people from all over the world come to Glasgow and um, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not really, there's not really much to tell about it. Um, mm. You know, it's got quite a lot of, um, it's got a transport museum. Um, What's that? What is a transport museum? A transport museum. It's got all the old, fashioned cars, the old-fashioned oh, buses, um, okay. all the old-fashioned bicycles. I love his, love history. Love oh, talking about archaeology. Mm. I love archaeology, history, artifacts. Oh, I would go there. Ooh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going there. Next time, if I go to Scotland, I'm going to make a note of that there's some old fancy museum there. Wow, really mm-hmm. good. Yeah, that, that's good. That um, would fascinate me. Mm-hmm. The things that date back to, like, Victorian era and... Mm. Um, Yep, it's it's quite interesting if that's what you're into, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it is. But um, apart from that, really, it's not. Um, it's just got lots of lots of shops and all that kind of thing, you know. It's mm-hmm. not nothing, nothing really. Um, yeah, and, and do do people in in Glasgow do you you know live in flats or is it more like high rise or how how are the flats set up there in that city? Uh, um, well, in Glasgow, it is mostly all kinds of high rise flats. Um, yeah, it is pretty much all high rise flats in Glasgow, especially around the kind of city centre. Um, yeah. Well, excellent. Good. And uh, where have you travelled to outside of Scotland? Um, so, yeah, I've travelled a wee bit. I've travelled to Ireland, been there a couple of times. Um, been to Spain, different parts of Spain. Um, and I quite recently travelled to um, Austria, uh, Vienna. Mm-hmm. I travelled there and visited some, some lovely... Um, like castles and all that kind of stuff while I was there and um, some really, really nice, nice sites. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been, I've been about quite a few places in that. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Great. Yeah. I've been to England, France three times because my second language is French. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I've been to Austria too. Yeah. Austria is cool, but you really have to speak German. And if you, if you cannot speak German there, there's not much to do. You know, mm. but it's it, it's still a very nice place. Though. It's still a, it's still a, a lovely city. Yeah, I went to Vienna. Mm-hmm. Um, Poland is cool. Po- Poland is a really interesting country. Um, Am- Amsterdam is great too. You want a great city for for a vacation? Amsterdam is certainly worth it. Uh, Czech Republic is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. You've been you've been around quite a lot. Thank you. I've been yeah. to uh, the furthest I've really been was uh, Swaziland. 
Um, and I've even been to a country in the Caribbean called St. Lucia. Mm. I did some volunteering work many years ago down there, helping the blind people at their blind welfare association. Uh, it was back in, uh, 14, 14-ish. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that is, that is all, um, really, really, really interesting. All right. So can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, your job, uh, that you're doing, uh, right now? Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah. as I said, I am a, a support worker for two guys that are deaf blind. So they are totally deaf and totally blind at the same time. And, um, Basically just um, helping them with their daily living. Um, Like getting them up in the morning, getting them showered and dressed and then helping them make their breakfast and um, sometimes we'll go out for dinners and go out for meals and um, all that kind of stuff. Um, Oh, okay. Well, that's that's really important. And how do you know from day to day... Um, do they do they text you and let you know what they would like to accomplish that day? How do you know what to work with them on? No, you just kind of have to, like, because they have no form of communication at all, um, it is quite difficult, you know, to try and understand how they're feeling or what, done, what they would want, you know. But... Um, it is, it is quite difficult, but they do a lot of like hand over hand. So that's like where, say for instance, one of them wants to make a cup of tea. Like he would go and prepare his tea and get his um, tea bag and get his kettle and put the kettle on. But what would happen then is once the kettle's been boiled, like, I would put my hand on the kettle and he puts his hand on top of mine, you know, so he can like, feel the motions of the kettle and the water getting poured into the tea. Um, I do a lot of that kind of stuff with them. So yeah. that way they understand what's going on and, um, yeah, they can still get involved, you know. Um, it's all about having that wee bit of independence and, um, yeah, definitely getting involved in so so in good, stuff. so good. Yeah, in the UK, I love that how you have those white kettles for boiling water. I mean, we can yeah. have that in the states, but um, we just we just don't. You know, Americans don't never really picked up on that. It's a really useful mm. way of boiling water. It's just a culture thing. Americans never caught on to it for some reason. Wish they had. It's <laughs> a really good idea. I, rem- I, I recall, I have very fond memories of my, my flat at University of East Anglia, and I had a kettle you know, right there on my desk. It was the best thing. You can just, like, you know, crawl out of bed and just have, mm-hmm. a, have a quick cup of coffee, like, right there. It's just mm-hmm. amazing, you know. But no, in America, we have to walk all the way downstairs and sit down and use a Keurig machine or brew coffee. It's, it's more of a, you know, labor-intensive process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see. I see. Well, that's, that's really, um, really good. So how do you really, our listeners at home are going to be wondering, well, how do you manage all of this? Um, and I'm asking for, for, for the listener, 
they would probably ask, well, how, how does Connor manage this as a blind person? Yeah, as a bit, as a bit um, ironic, but um, I have a lot of support with my work. You know, um, my colleagues are obviously aware that I do struggle um, to see certain things, you know, like although I do have vision, um, it's not the best. Like I can't read off paper, um, like some things that I can't see. Um, but as I said, I've got a really good support team behind me and like if I need anything or any assistance like with my job or um, anything like that, you know, all I have to do is like go and say to them, you know, and they will give me that bit of help and that wee bit of like reassurance because there's some things that I just can't do at my work. Um, like, for example... Sometimes the guys maybe have like a couple of like bruises on them, um, and sometimes I can't see that. Um, if they have like marks on their body or bruising, I can't can't always see it, you know. So I always have to say to another member of staff, "Could you come and look to see if they've got any markings, any bruises, all that kind of stuff?" Um, so there's always kind of extra help there on hand if if I need to ask, you know. So I'm quite I'm quite lucky in that sense that I have a really good understanding team round about me. Um that are really helpful. Hmm. Hmm. Really excellent. Yeah. And and so how how do you how does that work? Do you simply just text your team members to come help you with these more visually demanding tasks or uh or do you sometimes do they come out with you to their flat how do you uh, yeah and yeah. um, what what happens is um i support two two guys and um, it's like one house one big house and it's been split into two like two different sections so it's me with one one person and then there's a second member of staff on with the other person so there's there's always two members of staff on in this one house. So if I ever need to ask a question or need that wee bit help, there's always somebody there, you know, that's on hand that can come and assist me or give a second opinion, you know. Um, mm. Mm. I I greatly appreciate you doing that work. That is work that many people would be intimidated by mm. and and you do that really well i think that's a really important thing to be to to be caring and to just be helpful and to and and to do the best you can do and that's yep. that's that's really that's really that's really good yeah um, and obviously I, as yeah. i said as well like because i do suffer with my own like visual impairment and low vision i can I have some sort of understanding mm-hmm. with 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 the people that I support because sure. obviously they have no vision, I have some vision, um. So I can kind of understand what it's like for them, you know, um, which is also good. Hmm. Oh, so and how did you find out about this particular position? Um, just went online and 
and I was looking for a job and just um, went online and searched for jobs and I seen that job and I, I applied and I was successful in, the, in getting the job. So, yep. Okay, well, that's great. Um, and your co-workers, are, are they also... Are, are they also blind themselves, or are they sighted? No, they're all sighted. Oh, okay. Well, that's really cool. And the better, or an equally good question is, so how did those sighted people get into it? Were they Are, are they social workers? Are they people who are interested in uh, disability issues? Uh, what, yeah, they're, what just, um, they're just people that want to want to help others and want to support hmm. people, you know, that are... Well we, need, well, we need more of those. Well, we need more of those people these days, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm, um, cur- I'm curious. I mean, I, I, I mean you, we do not know each other, but I'm curious, maybe in the future, if one of those people, one of those sighted co-workers would want to come on this, this program hmm. and, and tell our audience about what they do, because I, I greatly appreciate people who are caring mm-hmm. and, and do the right thing. If, if, yep. if in our world today, if one person cares even the tiniest bit, that makes all the difference in the world, you know, yeah, or as I was, you know, yesterday, man, I was, I was reaching out to um, a new manager, basically someone who's starting a new radio station and is considering putting Aaron's opinion on there as the, as the debut program. Hmm. And you at home, of course, I'm not going to tell you when that's coming. That's obviously kind of a secret. You know, we got to we got to keep you listening. We, we got to keep you on the edge of your edge of your seat for that. But, um, you know, I, I one thing that I said and the, my other managers and people I've been working with have believed is in podcasting and in education. If if you help only one person, you really just helped a million others. So you help. So you're helping two blind people who also happen to be deaf well you're basically helping two million other blind people who are in similar situations all over the world you know Mm -hmm. so that's really that's really really cool in a minute here um when we come back from the break i'm gonna i want to in this minute when we pause i want you to be thinking about some of the things that you've been saying in your youtube videos your first one your mm-hmm. your second one where you mm-hmm. did a great job mm-hmm. and then your third one which i admit i didn't watch where you talked about the <laughs> yeah. so so let me just tell you we're going to talk about that in a minute my name's aaron richmond he's connor uh you're listening to 87.1 caroline radio kcgm bakersfield we'll be right back we are number one for your variety. We are 87.1 Caroline Radio. Welcome back, listener. How are you? My name's Aaron Richmond. This is the Aaron's Opinion Podcast brought to you on wherever you get your podcast, or you can listen right here on 87.1 Caroline Radio, KCGN Bakersfield, your home for all your variety hits. This evening, we're joined uh, by a man named Connor. He's from Scotland. And in part one, if you're just jumping onto the station now, he was telling us about the great and important work that he does helping two blind people in his community who also happen to be deaf. I'm fascinated by it, and I appreciate it with, with all my heart. So you can, if you're listening on the podcast, you can just rewind and hear part one. But now we're to part two. Recently, um, 
I'm on YouTube now, or this podcast is on YouTube. You can search Aaron's opinion. And if you want more information, I'd be happy to, sh to share it with you. But we're on Twitter. We're everywhere. Anyway, YouTube can be a really interesting platform to share your content with the world. First of all, how did you get into YouTube yourself? And tell our listeners more about the goals of your channel and some of the points that you've been making. As I said, your first video, you introduced it. Your second video, you, you talked about dating. If, if you want, you can talk about that or not. Mm -hmm. that's, that's your choice. Mm -hmm. And then part three, you talked about uh, your use of the cane. So you can talk about all of that, some of that, or a mixture of all of that. All mm -hmm. right, talk about YouTube. Please go ahead. Okay, so using YouTube, I've um, just recently came onto YouTube for the reason being that I feel as if there should be more awareness being spread about being visually impaired and about blindness, you know, because I feel as if there's not enough out there just now. A lot of people are still, they don't have a good understanding about being visually impaired, mm -hmm. especially exactly. people who are exactly. sighted. Exactly. That's, that's exactly the way that I describe it. And that's exactly why I created this podcast because yeah, I feel that there's just not, there's just not enough content that really explains it in a way that everyone can kind of, kind of relate to it and make it tan tangible for people. That's mm -hmm. exactly right, Connor. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's kind of the reason why I've just started to make those videos, you know, to try and spread that bit of awareness and just make people have that bit more of an understanding about what it's like to live with low vision or being visually impaired. Um, so yeah, my first video that i done was just a bit of a kind of introduction about myself, um, just explaining the conditions of my eyes and obviously the uh, being born premature, um, that I have pathological myopia, the astigmatism, I was also diagnosed with Marfan syndrome, which is affecting the connective tissues in my eyes. Um, also went on to explain that I'm at a really high risk of retinal detachment due to the condition of my eyes because the eye is stretching and stretching and the layers in my eye are becoming thinner and thinner. Um, that I also get a lot of a lot of the symptoms of retinal detachment, like I'll have the the flashing lights all the time, and I'll get the, the kind of black floaters that that kind of float about, you know, and get a lot of that. So that has to get monitored quite regularly, you know, just so that my retinas don't become detached, and if they do, then it can get it can get treated. Um, it also kind of went into the fact that I'm extremely photophobic. Um, I have to wear wear sunglasses quite a lot, like even indoors, outdoors. Um, but yeah, I get really really sore eyes if it's really sunny or if it's really bright. I just can't see anything. Um, because the light just totally blinds blinds me, and hence why I have to wear wear the sunglasses. Um, but yeah, that was kind of like the 
kind of first video that I done was just kind of in, introducing all that kind of stuff and yeah yeah cool cool man yeah and that's that's what I was wondering about when when I was mentioned when I was um mentioning how I, I I don't really get that whole low vision I, okay I I get that I get why the technology is there to an extent but why why it doesn't why it doesn't do, why it doesn't hold any interest for me personally as I feel yeah I guess I feel that it would be a strain on my eyes I don't like mm. to strain my eyes to see mm. stuff yep. you know so I think that you know in a sense that's important to try not to strain you know if you cannot see something I, I mean that that is by the way that is that is totally my opinion that's not mm -hmm. a fact but my opinion of it is yeah, if we can't see stuff let's not strain because eyes are muscles and by the way eyes are incredibly sensitive. Um, it is by far the, I would say, in my opinion, one of the body's most sensitive organs. So, mm. you know, all right. All right. And then um, what what was your takeaway point from your opening video where you kind of introduce your, your yourself there? Just basically to let people know just a bit about me and the conditions that I have and how it affects me. You know, I also kind of went into Explaining how I see, and um, like even with my glasses on, you know things are still out of focus and things are still blurred. Um, although glasses do help to a degree, you know they don't help a whole lot. Um, they do make things that little bit sharper. Um, but again, I'm still very much visually impaired with the moon. Um, so yeah, it was just to kind of give a wee sort of description about myself and my conditions and how it affects me. Excellent. Okay. Now, I, I did watch the second video. Mm -hmm. You may, if you want, you can talk about it if you want. Yeah, sure. Okay, so the second video that I've done was quite quite a long one. Um, it went on for about, it's about 20 minutes long um, but that was basically just discussing what it's like to be in a relationship having low vision um, and all that kind of stuff so basically I am a gay man and I was with guys in the past and some of them were accepting of it but there was one guy in particular who just was not, wouldn't say accepting, but just not understanding. Um, you know, like, in the video, I told a story about how one day we went a walk along the beach because it was a nice day. Oh, yeah. You know, and um, because it was really sunny, like, it was affecting affecting my eyes because it was really bright, so I couldn't see this guy coming towards us on a bike. Um, so my partner at the time had to he had to physically grab me and pull me, so the bike didn't hit me. And he started to make all these kinds of comments, you know, like, "Did you not see that bike coming?" And I can't believe you couldn't see it. Um, is your eyesight really that bad, you know? And it, 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 did, it did kind of hurt, you know, the fact that this was a person that was supposed to love me and 
care for me and they would say kind of hurtful things, you know, and they would like make comments about the thickness of my lenses because I've got pretty thick lenses on my glasses. Um, you know, they would say pretty, some, some really hurtful stuff. Um, you know, which also led to, I go on to the video saying how being visually impaired has affected my mental health. And over the years, I've suffered a lot with like the depression and the anxiety and the panic attacks and all that kind of stuff as well, you know, because I go into saying how vision loss is like a form of grief, you know, it takes you a while to adapt to it and to adjust, especially if you do lose your sight later on in life, you know. Um it can it can be quite mentally um frustrating um having to like learn to adapt. Um but yeah I also say in the video about how some people can be quite ignorant. You know, like, because in my experience anyway, um, I go on saying, like, sometimes I'll trip up and I'll walk into things and I'll, like, fall over and all that kind of stuff because sometimes I can't, I can't like, see obstacles on, on the ground. Um, and I've had a lot of people making really harsh remarks, you know, um due to that fact and yeah I kind of went into detail in the video just saying how it has affected my mental health over the years um, you know which obviously now I am in a better place now but there was a time where it was hard for me to obviously accept the fact that I just can't see very well um, and there's not really much they can do for it um, and obviously it didn't help when I was in relationships where people were kind of making fun of the fact that I couldn't really see very well um, you know um, it's just one of those things that that kind of happened but it's made me a stronger person because I'm now at a point in my life, I'm 27, uh, I, 27 year old and I'm just at a point now where if people don't accept me for me and who I am and if they don't accept the fact that I have low vision, then they basically, they can just walk out the door, you know, I have no mm. time for them mm. in my life, mm. you know, I want, I want to be with somebody that accepts me for me. Yeah. the fact that I've got low vision, you know, um, and will be there to support me and help me when when in need, you know. Um, so that's kind of what the second video was all about, um, kind of thing. And just just a just a comment. So I mean, uh, you know, I I'm I, I'm straight, and I've never I've never had a relationship before, but I completely I, I totally get totally get the point. Uh, whether in your case, whether you're whether you're gay or for me, mm. I'm I'm straight. Mm. Either way, if you're blind, having a relationship with anyone else is is really tough and really challenging. Um, so I I totally get I totally get what you're saying, mate, and I think it's 
I think you're you're in the right. You're a hundred percent in the right. And if you're, you know, if if you're with a guy who's, you know, just just being a jerk, then yeah, they should they should just get lost. Yeah, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of how I am with 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 society too. I have found that even in the United States, you would well, you you personally wouldn't be surprised, but in the United States, we have a lot of problems, in my opinion, with ignorance. And mm-hmm. and intentional disrespect and discrimination. It's really quite a severe problem that mm-hmm. um, that, in my opinion, our country and society tolerates in the United States for some reason. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, if someone's got someone's got a problem with me. That's their problem. Yep, definitely. So that's that's how I view it too. You don't like Aaron's opinion? Good. Go listen to something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's that's exactly the attitude you should have about that. And I I I I hope I hope my hope for you is that you find someone, whoever they are, who is normal and understands. And in this day and age, wh- whether in your case, whether you're gay or in my case, who's I'm I'm straight. You know, if if either one of us could find one person that cared even the tiniest bit or understood a little, even one, even one tiny bit. Again, that would mean, that would mean, that would mean the world. That would mean a million. So I, I, I completely got it. I completely got your point that you were making. Um, But there are incredibly ignorant and belligerent people really in every country. But I, I do think that today it's getting worse and worse, you know, as people live, you know, more independently and live more on their phones. I think people's, Mm -hmm. people's ability to understand others has really, really, really declined. I think. Yeah. But also there's the kind of other side of it as well though, because I was on kind of like dating apps for a wee while. Um, For a couple of months, I was on like your Tinder and Grindr and all that kind of stuff. And I kind of put on my profile um, I just said, just as let you know, I have issues with my vision. I have mm-hmm. low vision, visually impaired. And I then said, if that is a problem, then please be polite and move on and don't message yeah, me. That's you know? fair. Yeah, no, I, for me, you know, I, I, it's a bit of a long story. In my own personal life, I haven't had that. I haven't had that opportunity to meet someone mm. my age for many thousand different reasons. You know, it mm-hmm. gets this way off track. I mm-hmm. don't know. There's all sorts of videos on YouTube that other YouTubers have done about if you're blind, do you tell the person do you, you tell your date you're blind or not? I, I don't know. You know, I, I haven't gotten there. I think it would depend. I think in the end though, in my own life, the person would probably already know. Mm. They would probably already be able to tell. Usually people are already aware that something's you know unusual about me mm-hmm. or maybe they've heard of me from somewhere so i don't know if i was in that if i had that experience probably the 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 lady would know the woman would know mm-hmm. that i i'm you know blind would i make a big deal of it like no would i withhold it no would she have to find out for herself yeah but you know what the way the way that i view it is it if that person in the future, whoever it is, if they can't handle the fact that I withheld that information for 30 seconds, mm-hmm. just slightly, if they don't have the understanding to know why that information was withheld, 
then they probably aren't a good match in the first place. So yeah. there is a time mm-hmm. to withhold information, and, the, and then there is a time to, to, to tell the truth. Yeah. If you, my theory is if you withhold, though, if you withhold on purpose, then you have to let the truth out in all in its own in, in the end. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm, yeah. I'm the kind of mm-hmm. person where I would rather just be upfront. Yeah. Sure. Can I start with, you know, because that way they kind of know what to expect. Mm-hmm. You know, right. um, and I've, I've had guys saying to me, listen, that's not a problem. And um, the fact that you have low vision is absolutely fine. And, um, you know, so there is people out there that do or would accept it, you know. Um, so it isn't, it isn't all bad, you know. But, um, sure. sure. For, for, for me, I'm just, I would prefer to just be open and honest, like from the very start, you know. Um, yeah. Mm, mm. What advice, um, if you were to say in one sentence, what advice do you have for someone who's blind and maybe a listener who's maybe in, in a similar situation or is struggling with a relationship or struggling to tell a partner about these certain things? If you were to summarize the advice what, that you would give them, if you were mm-hmm. talking to them, what, what would you say in basically one, you know, one sentence? I would just say, do not give up. Whatever you do, like, do not give up dating. Um, because I know a few people who are visually impaired who have just one hundred percent gave up. You know, which I think is quite sad. Um, because there is some out there for everybody. You know, um, but yeah, definitely do not give up, and just keep being yourself. And that right person will come along. And they will accept you for for who you are, you know. Um, so, yeah, definitely do not give up hope and keep trying. Excellent. Don't give up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And maybe the other thing on top of that, don't give up, is know who, understand understand yourself and know who you are. Well, definitely. And that's, um, that's a huge, but that's a critical thing that's overlooked. A lot of oh, people, absolutely. Um, a lot yeah. of people don't, a lot of people don't really know who they are. And so mm-hmm. they haven't really developed their own, their own self. So they don't really mm-hmm. know who they are. Mm-hmm. They definitely. And um, you have got to love yourself before anybody else can love you. Right. Definitely. Yeah. You, ha- you have to accept yourself for who you are before anybody else. Could possibly accept you. Be- yeah. Per- absolute perfection. Totally. Totally agree with you, mate. Totally. Yeah. Cool. All right. Now your third video I didn't watch. So yep. you can make it up or you can tell me you can tell me everything about it if you want, about the issue. Uh an issue that is quite somehow quite controversial, which is that you wanted to talk about the use of your cane. Yeah, okay. So mm-hmm. the that, that that video was quite short. It wasn't a long video. It was basically just describing the use of different canes and what the purpose is and what they're used for and if I use one, which I do sometimes. Um, I don't use um, a guide cane or a long cane. I use a an ID cane. Hmm. Um, you know, what's, it's that? what's that? Yeah, I don't okay, know what so it is. Okay, so an ID cane is basically it's a small cane. It's quite thin. It's not very big. And basically what it is, it's not it's not used for um any sort of um like what do you call it? 
isn't isn't used for like out and about when you're walking kind of thing to help you about. It's just it's it's just used as an ID to say hi there. I'm visually impaired, just to let you know that <laughs> I can't see. Um, well, what I, if? Well, wait, wait a minute. What if I? What if I want to withhold that information? <laughs> well, you don't use one. It's as simple as that. Just do not use one. I, I had I had to um, be a little bit. I had to go off your second video. I had to be a little bit facetious there. See, yeah, I don't know about that because I think with certain technology that my yeah my opinion is kind of harsh about it. I think that with certain technology we use. It's useful for us, but it can also give sighted people the impression that we need more technology than we need. Yeah. So I I think it's a fair point of discussion that when we're using these technologies um, in society, you know, in public places, you know, sighted people are watching mm. and it is affecting the way that they view us as blind people. Not that I Not that I could care. I could care personally. I could care less about this. But mm-hmm. to an extent, I do care. I mean, I'm a, I'm a professional. I'm a teacher. I have a job. I'm a podcaster now, basically a talk show host. So, I mean, if I go out into a public place, which, of course, I try to do as infrequently as humanly possible. But if I find myself in the, in the, situ- in the circumstance, I guess, to be in a public place, um, I certainly do not want sighted people to think I'm weird, you know, walking around with some sort of a strange cane-like thing that they wouldn't really understand and it's, yeah. it's totally totally great that you have one um yeah. no, no worries but i i think it's a matter of it's good that we use it and then we have to think well what do other people think so what what can you tell us yeah okay yeah so basically like as i said that you've got different canes for different uses and whatever depending on your needs but for me i have enough vision to out and about myself on my own you know so all I need is the ID cane to just kind of symbolise to say that I'm visually impaired and if I need some assistance I might have to ask somebody like for assistance in a shop you know um, or whatever Um, but I've also found that there's a lot of people out there that are quite embarrassed, you know, to use a cane or to ask to get one, you know, um, because obviously there is a lot of, as you kind of said there, you know, like if somebody was to see someone with a long white cane, then they know that they are visually impaired, you know, and so a lot of people can feel embarrassed and a bit ashamed to use one. And which I think is quite sad as well because I think that canes are, are great, you know, for mobility and for to get out and navigate on your own because it gives you that bit of in- independence, you know. Um, because, let's face it, if you didn't use the cane, then you would obviously have to rely on somebody else to kind of guide you about, you know. So with the cane... It basically gives you that freedom and independence to go out on your own, you know. Um, so I think that people who are a bit maybe unsure about using one or getting one um, should definitely look into it, you know, because they have so many benefits. Um, and although you're okay, people will know that you have issues with your vision, 
and that shouldn't really matter, you know. Um, what should matter is your independence and being able to get out and explore the world, you know, all by yourself with the help of a king. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my kind of thought on the matter. I agree. I choose to use a cane when I'm in a public place. I, I have a, a retired guide dog, um, but now she's very old and... It's a bit of a long story. She's towards the end of her lifetime. She's mm. very, very old now. So she doesn't work anymore. So if I go out, I use a cane. I use a cane because it, it shows sighted people to be to be cautious of the yep. fact that I'm blind when I'm walking. So it's a, it's a it's more for other people than it is for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Also, right. obviously, it would alert drivers and cars and all that kind of stuff right. when you're crossing right. the roads. It's more um, a cane w- w- when you're a child. You're taught that a cane is for you to navigate when you walk around, and it is, and that's true. Yeah. But really, it's to kind of signal in a polite way, hey, excuse me, yeah. I can't see well. You need to be watching out for me, yeah. which is why I admit, if someone's not watching out, I'm not very kind about it because I mm-hmm. do think that sighted people are in their own world, you know, looking at the text message and looking at, mm-hmm. well, anything else, and they need to be paying more attention in, in these types of situations. Yeah. So basically, we have a couple minutes, about two minutes here, and then we'll have to sign off for cool. our station. Um, what are some, so first of all, uh, I loved this recording. You did a magnificent job. You should have a podcast of your own. Of course, you did. You did so well. Uh-huh. Um, when it is when it's published, I'll tweet it back to you. You'll see an official tweet from my distributor right back in your messenger, so you'll know when to listen. But okay. um, any um, any final questions or any final things? You know, final little statement that you want to say. Um, just um, hope that people that have listened to this can take away something beneficial. Um, yeah. Definitely. I mean, that's what I'm, what I'm trying to do is to make people more aware, you know, of the issues that we face from day to day life. And yeah, if there's people out there that can take something away from the things that I've discussed, then that's that's great. Um, and also just want to say thank you for having me. Um, it's been My it's been pleasure. Great fun. It's been My really pleasure. And really, it, it, it and thank you. You're the person who's staying up very late in Scotland. So thank you for doing this. I immensely appreciate it. And I hope that you will, certainly when this episode comes out, that you will share it with those other people you work with. Because hmm. I, I would be interested to have them on this show. By the way, um, I do interview sighted people. If you're sighted and you wonder, hmm. <laughs> can you be on this? Can you be on this podcast? Yes, of course. Sighted people are welcome to be guests on my on my podcast. Simply, my audience is blind. Most of my guests so far have been most of them have been blind. Um, I forget if I've interviewed anyone who is uh, is sighted. Have you uh, in our final minute? Have you have have you been to the states much? No, I haven't ever been. Oh. No, never been. Well, okay. <laughs> well, it's an interesting country, but it can be very hard to navigate because we have a huge country mm. uh, with a lot to do. So you'd have to kind of organize some some sort of a trip. Um, mm. Yeah, have have you ever traveled with Travel Eyes, by the way? Just curious if you've heard of them. No, no, I haven't heard of them. No. Oh, I'll show. I'll show you. I'll show you. I'll send you more info. You may or may not. 
want to participate. It's really, I think it's really cool or just my opinion. <laughs> well, anyway, everybody, um, Connor, you know that you're always welcome to come onto my show anytime you like for a part two. I'm looking forward to part two, so I want you to be thinking about that. My name's Aaron Richmond. Uh, he was, uh, he was Connor. And this, and as we like to say, thank you so much for listening. Have a good day today and a great day tomorrow. Bye, everybody.
Get a credit card that gives you what you need now, a low interest rate on everyday purchases, and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed, and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit penfed.org slash goldcard. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. With Metro and the best deal in wireless, whatever your goal, however you hustle, you can rule your day. Get two lines with 5G access included for just $35 a month per line, period. With taxes and regulatory fees always included, so you know exactly how much you pay every month. All on America's largest 5G network at no extra charge. Plus, at Metro, get the latest 5G phones, like a Samsung Galaxy for less than 100 bucks when you switch. That's the best deal in wireless, so you can take control of your day wherever it takes you. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. Requires auto pay. First month is $40 per line for two lines. Samsung A51 requires port from eligible carrier and ID validation limited to two per account. Coverage not available in some areas. See Metro by T-Mobile.com or store for details.